and welcome to AgeWise Health. I'm your host, Maggie Jess, Director of Nursing at Ameristaff Nursing Services. On today's show, Senior Fitness with Sid Fit, I am joined today by Sydney Zaremba, owner and trainer of SidFit. Hi, Sydney. How are you today? I am fine, Maggie. How are you? Great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy day and schedule uh, for meeting with us. So with all of our new guests, we like to kind of get a little background about you, how you uh, started SidFit, and a little bit about all your experiences. Okay. Well, thank you for having me today. I wanted to say that first. And of course, you mentioned I'm the owner of SidFit LLC, and we provide fitness training for older adults in special populations, meaning people with chronic illness and disabilities. We go into the home or into the apartment and work with people. And we also provide fitness classes in senior living communities, um, meaning the independent, assisted living, and memory care communities. So I wanted to mention that so you know what type of fitness we do and what I'm going to talk to you about today. Um, first of all, you asked about my background, and I just want to mention, I'll talk about education first, that I have um, a bachelor in business graduating with high honor from Detroit College of Business, which is now Davenport University. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I did that, which I was very happy. I had a corporate career, and I went and got my degree because I thought that was very important, but it has helped me to launch my business as well. Um, I have over 40 years in the fitness industry, experience in the fitness industry, um, and actually, early on in my career, I owned um, a storefront, a, a gym, and I'm, I'm a black belt in two styles of karate, so it was a karate school and aerobics training center, because I used to teach aerobics and karate and um, weight training as well. And I was competitive in all those arenas for many years, but we taught um, karate to all um, age groups. So it was really, you know, really a lot of fun. Um, now going forward, fast fast forwarding to you know about 14 years ago, um, I decided to start SidFit as actually a retirement career. Okay, from my corporate corporate job. Um, my background in fitness, though, um, I'm, I've been certified in various areas, but um, I do hold certification uh, with American Senior Fitness Association, uh, which during COVID uh, went out of business so but I do have a certification now through American Sports and Fitness Association and I was certified with um, Arthritis Foundation early on I did grant work for them and learned their exercise and Tai Chi programs I am also certified a certified Tai Chi trainer with um, Tai Chi for Health so I you know I'm able to do that type of training as are quite a few people on our team okay um, because there are 23 of them now. But um, also, I'm certified in different programs such as Drums Alive, Ageless Grace, and my experience is through 40 years of working with people, different populations, um, and mainly this last 14 years, working specifically with people who have challenges. And it's just gotten better and better because I've learned so much over the years in speaking with people and spending time with nurses and doctors and different people and learning about different illnesses and how to help people. So we help anywhere from very healthy people if they want to exercise at home to people who need us because they have challenges. Wow. So you kind of treat the whole. Yeah, we treat the whole, head to toe. And yeah. But that's what I wanted to mention is, you know, being certified, you could be certified in many organizations and have different types of degrees. But I want to say that it's really connecting with people and how you approach their, you know, specific situation mm -hmm. that makes the difference. Um, 
I did want to mention, you know, I just mentioned to you that I had a corporate career. Yeah. And I was with um, AAA for 32 years. It's, it was the auto club group, but yeah. you know it as AAA. And uh, I mentioned early on I had a gym. Well, I did that at the same, at the same time that I had my corporate career. I started out at okay. Utica AAA. Then I got promoted to supervisor and went up the ladder, eventually becoming a director. And the reason I'm mentioning this is it gets me to where where I got into this business. But um, anyway, um, became director over their call center operations. And then in 2008, you know, we had a downturn in the economy. At that same time, my mom, who I was kind of a primary caregiver for as well, she was 85, broke her hip. And my sister and I chose to um, talk to her about going to senior living. And she moved into a community in late 2008. And I noticed that they had a couple exercise classes there a week, and I thought, that's wonderful. But I really want to, you know, I, I, I would, you know, I want to see what they, what else they do, you know, with the, with their exercise and things. So they had the exercise program, and I thought this would be a great career for retirement career for me. So um, little, you know, did I know at that time. Nine months later, the economy was still south, and. AAA decided they had to let 523 positions go, and mine was one of them. So yeah, from there, I thought, well, this is a perfect time to launch you know, my career in working with older adults. Now, I want to mention that all throughout my corporate career, even after I didn't have the gym, I did work with people in training. I kept my certifications up. I worked a little bit for powerhouse gyms. I taught some student athletes. Um, I also worked with people of various ages doing a little bit of personal trainer training. Oh, wonderful. So yeah. I never really got out of fitness. That's why I was so interested in doing this and working with older adults. Yeah. So immediately after I, you know, my position was eliminated, I was actually somewhat elated because I thought it's time to go into business for myself and, you know, do what my passion is. Yeah. And it's fitness and working with the older people and because I was not getting any younger. Right. Be great. So I drove home, and within about a month, I launched my business. And you know, I started the business. I did a lot of research. And as I mentioned, I you know, got with the Arthritis Foundation, Kidney Foundation, and you know, learned some of the different programs and did grant work and hired, had one person on board with me, which was my stepson. I mentored him. And we started, our first client um, was actually... Um, you know, had knee replacements, so that was that's something I'll talk to you about a little bit later. But um, yeah, we started that way, and it's gone wonderful from there. So, and I do wow. keep up my certifications; I maintain those. And um, everyone who is working, you know, for us like contractors, they have to be certified and have worked with this population because there's no time for mentoring. I need people that are going to be able to hit the ground running because right. we have some special conditions and people need to. Um, they need us, yeah. so I have to be able to get them out there. Wow, Sid, that's so exciting that you just embarked on this fitness adventure. It sounds like you actually love what you do. Um, I do. So, yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. So, you know, everyone always talks about, you know, mental health, physical health, how important they are. How important is it for the older adult? Extremely important. And... I'll tell you why. Um, not only does exercise help with musculoskeletal system, you know, your bones and your muscles, because um, it helps to keep them fit. You know, people get osteoporosis, and we know that it takes a lot to build that bone, but exercise helps. So it helps in that area, cardiovascular, helps with your breathing. 
but it also helps your psycho-emotional health because you are getting more oxygen to your brain when you exercise, okay, and everywhere in your body. We have a tendency to sit a lot more when, when we're older, and exercise helps to get you up and moving. It gets the lymphatic system moving, gets the blood moving, gets the, the oxygen flowing, and that makes people feel better. Not only that, exercise, exercise provides an outlet too, and it can often be social. For example, when we do the classes, we have people exercising together. They meet friends that way, okay? So it's nice, they're doing it together, they feel like there are other people in, in their kind of same situation, and they're out doing it together and having fun. When we go into, into someone's home, a lot of times we, we might be the only person they see all day. Okay, so it gives them a social outlet. They're seeing someone, they're talking to someone. And we become another set of eyes for people, you know, people, their clients' children sometimes because they want to make sure their parent is doing okay if we go exercise with them. But it is just, it provides many benefits all around. And um, also, you know, we, we do a little bit of cardio with them, you know, as it's appropriate. Um, right. And it's fun. Okay, and that's what keeps people going. You yeah. want to have a little fun in your life, too. Absolutely. Keep so, them smiling. Absolutely. It provides a lot of benefits, though. You know, just some of the things I mentioned to you physically it helps with yeah. their balance, too. I mean, you know, that's an important thing. Yeah. People have a fear of falling. Um, so there are many, many benefits associated with it. Um, and as long as it's done right, there's no negative side to it because, you know, people just have to make sure they get doctor's clearance and things before they right. exercise. But, yeah. yeah. That's mm -hmm. kind of where some of the certifications come in too, so you Absolutely. guys know the limits and what you can and cannot do with them. Exactly. We and then you know we'll talk about the evaluation that I do in the beginning with personal clients, but yeah, um, we learn their strengths and limitations. You you learn that by working with them, but right at the beginning we kind of know what those are too, so it helps us out as we develop their programs. So you, this kind of flows right into my next question. Okay. You assess each individual for their limitations. And so do you kind of have, in the nursing world, we have a head-to-toe assessment yes. that we do. Okay. Um, and we look at the whole body and everything from head-to-toe. Is that something that you guys do? How do you kind of assess to make a program for that individual? Okay, well what happens is I get a call from either the potential client or their or their um, son, daughter, whomever, somebody okay. that's an advocate for them. Right. And we make an appointment and I would pay a visit. I like, I try as much as I can to do all the evaluations, but sometimes it might be a manager trainer or one of the uh, trainers doing it only because there might be a time frame, a time factor here. We need to get in with them quickly because they really need some help. Okay. Um, so I try to meet everyone because I like to know who we're working with. And I would go in, we've got a, and just like anyone else, we have, um, you know, paper evaluation that we do. So I would get all their uh, vital information, you know, and find out you know, everything, name, address, phone number, age, birth date, all those different things. Then we move on to find out if they've had any injuries in the past year or new Ill illnesses. Okay. Do they have arthritis? And if they do, do they know what kind? Because you know there are over 100 different kinds of arthritis and they can affect someone's ability you know, with training. Okay. Um, we also find out if they have any chronic illness or um, any kind of uh, disabilities, which you know, we need to help and work you know, with chronic illness such as Parkinson's, we might train that person a little differently. We find out what medications they're on. As a nurse, you would know that that's very important because mm -hmm. uh, something such as a beta blocker will affect you know, their heart rate and different things. So we want to know what they're taking, even vitamins. Um, we also assess their um, activities of daily living. 
you know, can they take a shower on their own? Can they wash their own hair? Things like that. Um, we need to know that. It's important because then sometimes someone's right on that level where they almost can do some of these things and maybe with a little help they will be able to again. Mm -hmm. So we do that evaluation, find out what their goals are and, you know, find the strengths and limitations. And um, from there, I also take an, you know, a, a bird's eye view to see how do they, how, how is their walking? You know, we'll find out to have them lift their arms. Can they raise their arms over their head? Um, why do they have certain limitations? Have they had surgeries of some kind? You know, hip surgery, shoulder surgery that's gonna inhibit their ability to do certain things. So we take an overall look and, and then from there we establish uh, duration and frequency of training. Okay. Because, um, you know, we're a little different. A lot of times uh, physical therapy will come in and they get so many weeks to work with someone. Yes. We don't really work with insurance. We're a cash pay, so we can come in and work with them as long as they want, which is really a, the beauty of what we do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we'll follow the therapist. The therapist will come in and work with them, and then they get so many weeks, and maybe they're still not quite where they need to be, and we can come and help them with that. So we can continue to work with them, and it's kind of you know fun for them. And, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, we've been with some of our clients you know 10 years plus, so. That's great. Have you ever worked in conjunction with the physical therapy? Like, they're still in the home? Yes, okay. yes. And, and we, we talk to them, too, because we find yeah, out you you know, how, how do you think things are going, and that's very helpful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can pick up a few things they're doing, because some things are, because we do low impact exercise, you know, some things really are parallel, like we're doing some of the same things they do, right. but we have that head to toe approach. Yeah. So where they might be focusing, if someone um, has just had hip surgery, they might be focusing on getting them up and walking and using that leg and trying to work in that area. We're gonna start with the breathing and the stretching and things like that all the way from head to toe and then get into the exercise and then work with them to try and keep them better overall. Wow, that's yeah. great. So, yeah. and to make them feel more confident. Yeah. You know, people, once they have a little more confidence, they're willing to do a little more. That's probably one of your biggest challenges, oh, I yeah. would say, is getting out of someone's way mentally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, there are people that have fears, so, you know, they, yeah. they have a fear of, of falling, you know, mm -hmm. they're afraid of exercise because they're afraid of getting injured. You know, people tell horror stories about different things. But we are very careful in what we do, and um, our whole mission and goal is to make them feel better and help them do things for themselves if they can. You know, sometimes it's a, a matter of maintenance. I mean, we've even worked with hospice patients that are near their end of their life mm -hmm. just to kind of help keep them comfortable because sometimes that movement helps them. Yeah. So it depends on where they are in their, in their um, life cycle and what's going on. Um, you know, in terms they could be very healthy and they really want to improve or they want to just maintain what they have. Yeah. In the elderly population, do you see any common concerns that people have um, besides, you know, well, I'm just afraid of falling, I'm a little unsteady now. Um, besides that, like a fear, um, do, you, do you have any other, do they have any other concerns for this population that you've noted over the past years? Oh, sure. I mean, people, I will tell you, people do worry about you know, their minds being able to remember things. And, you know, I'm just gonna say right now that I think we all forget that <laughs> as we get older that we've always forgotten things, okay? So that doesn't always mean just simple fact of forgetting something or where you put something doesn't always mean there's something wrong. But as I mentioned, 
you know, exercise can help that because you're getting more oxygen to the brain and, you know, helping people feel better. But that's one fear that people have because okay. they don't want to lose their independence. And that's a big thing, losing independence. That's why exercise is so helpful because, um, you know, I, I know that you, you know, we were talking about um, success stories and things, but there are people that have goals and they want to be able to reach some of those goals. And with exercise, they can you know, in a lot of cases. So, um, and then they won't lose their independence. And then right. there are people that already have lost that, but they can still maintain it to a certain degree with exercise because they're feeling more confident, you know. Right. But I would say that's the biggest one, fall, fear of falling. Um, in getting someone to come in, it can be affordability, you know. I mean, it's just, it can be a lot of different things. And because people in general, as they age, their world becomes smaller in a lot of cases. Right. And you know, there's, there are more things for them to worry about that they, that they think, and it kind of takes their mind off of that too. Yeah. Well, we want to come in and, and have a good time with them, but make them feel better, help them to, and, and help them to help themselves too. Right, that's you know, the biggest so, thing, mm -hmm. help yourself. Definitely, they want to be able to continue doing the things that they've always been able to do, as or at least, you know, to some degree, you right. know, not maybe everything, but you yeah. Know. You mentioned uh, success stories. Yeah. Uh, what always sticks in your mind? What's your favorite success story? Either you know, health and wellness, or just health improvement. Well, I have two, and and I want to mention these because we have. I could go on and on about the successes. I will. I will say we've really had, we've really had a lot of success in doing what we're doing. Just focusing specifically on the population we do. But one of my favorite stories, first one, is um, when I first started out and, you know, my stepson was working with me, we, um, we had got a call from a rehab nurse and she worked at a, a big hospital uh, in the Gross Point area and she recognized the value of having a fitness trainer come in and work with her father who had both knees replaced. And she wanted him up and walking as fast as possible. He lived in his own home in okay. Hamtramck. And uh, he also had had, um, about a year or two before, had had a brain stem stroke. Okay. So we had a lot to watch out for because he was a new client, and, but she said, we, I absolutely want him up and walking. I know that exercise is valuable and PT can only do so much because they can only come so much. So we went in and began working with him five days a week. I worked with him two days and my stepson worked with him for three days a week. Within two weeks, we had him up and walking, and he just kept getting better and better and was able, able to maintain on his own in his home. He had hobbies. He, um, he did stained glass and things throughout his lifetime, and he was able to get back to some of the things he did and his hobbies. And then he eventually sold his house and moved to St. Clair Shores, and because I had um, trainers in that area, we continued on with him. We were with him about five or six years until he eventually moved into senior living. Wow. But it was great because he could get out and walk to the store with his walker. You know, those are things he wouldn't have been able to do if he just had, you know, was just able to maybe get around in his own place and that was it. Right. But we helped him. It helped him cognitively too. Okay. Really helped him cognitively yeah. because he was able to get out and start doing things again. That sound, sounds like he was very motivated. He, he, and he wasn't at first, but then he did become more motivated with exercise. Yeah. Then another story I have to mention to you, just because it was one of my favorite people, and, and she's you know, gone now, but um, 
She, I started with um, a client, she was 88 years old. She had five daughters and they were all adamant about her getting exercise. Well, when I walked into her home, she gave me a dirty look and she did not want me there because she did not want to exercise. She had had a quadruple bypass and had moved here from Arizona back with one of her daughters. And I began working with her and I asked her what her goals were. Did she have any goals? And she said, you know, she was 88. She said, I want to drive again. And I said, okay, you want to drive again? We're going to get you up and you know, working out and exercising and getting stronger so you can drive again. Well, within a year and a half, she was able to go back and get her license and buy herself a little PT cruiser. And by golly, she drove till she was about 95 years old and she recognized her legs were getting a little weaker and she shouldn't. But she said, oh yeah, people have followed me into church and when they were driving behind me, they told me I was a good driver. Aww. And so she was able to drive, get back to driving and drive for another five, six years, you know, because of her fitness training. Wow. You know, and just getting that exercise. And, you know, I want to mention that our trainers, and, and I don't want to put them on the spot, but we all become, because we work with people for an extended period of time, you know, we, they're our friends too. And oh, yeah. I mean, I would do her, you know, if her kids didn't have time to put her Christmas decorations up, I would stay by and help with that. Or cleaner screens, if I saw the cottonwood building up on the screens. I mean, it was one of those relationships. Uh -huh. So. But we, we do care about the people that we work with, yeah. and they become our friends too. Yeah. You know, while you're still client, you know, trainer relationship, we care about them too. Yeah. But those are some success success stories. Excuse me. Oh, that's all so, right. So yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you. So through continued, uh, you know, fitness and and them seeing you guys, how do you keep? It sounds like those are success stories, but how do you keep? <clears throat> the naysayer motivated? How do you keep them, you know, from saying, don't come back, you know, consistency is key. It is. With physical health. So, mm -hmm. um, what are some tricks? Well, that some you've tricks learned? are, for one thing, it is to develop a, a consistent program. So, you okay. know, you are making a deal with them. You're coming in and working with them two, three times a week, maybe even once a week. But you're there for them and it's asking them, how are you feeling? What do you feel you're getting from the program? You know, is there something else you'd like to see with what I'm doing? Um, and, and then going over their uh, accomplishments with them. You know, if they've made progress, you want to let them know. Say, look, you could only take a step or two when I came here. Now you're walking all the way across the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Or for the very fit adult, you've gained, you know, made a lot of strides in what you're doing now. You were already fit, but look at how much, you know, better right. you're feeling, you know. And usually people that are already in pretty good shape, though, they, they are not naysayers because they want to do it. Right. But people who really have had some challenges and they're ready to give up, those people, you start coming in and they, and they come to like us, okay? It just happens because right. we're there for them. And I've, I've been with some very cantankerous people, okay, that they, they are set in their ways, but, and, and it's okay to be like that. Some people just are like that. They've been, you know, bosses, they've been CEOs of companies, and they want to call the shots. And, you know, we go in and we become friendly with them, and you still let them have that autonomy. Yeah. Because you're key. engaging them in their program, part of their program. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone has a story to tell. I mean, just because we get older, it doesn't mean that we just go off and 
into a corner somewhere. Right. And we, everyone's got a story to tell you and you ask about them, you know, let them talk about themselves too. But yeah. it's, it's knowing that they're making progress or, or if they're just trying to maintain mm -hmm. that they're where they need to be, mm -hmm. you know, and making sure that you're helping them with their needs, what they, what they feel is something they need to, you know, do better at. So right. that's, yeah, that's yeah. the important thing. I, I'd say for the naysayer, listening to our show, it's, you know, that active listening that you and your team do to kind of really hone in on what is the issue? What do you want to see? Yes. What would be your success story for that particular client, patient, you know, who you're seeing? With the older adult, are there any specific precautions that you have to take safety-wise to, you know, prevent uh, any type of injury that may, you know, wear and tear, like you said before, osteoporosis. So, you know, we're we're considering, you know, maybe we don't go run a mile exactly. to start, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Please don't do that to me either. No, no. But absolutely. Um, in doing the evaluation, you know, that helps uh, me to establish where a person is. And okay. um, I go over this extensively with a trainer and often have them do like a meet and greet or go in the first time and really just watch what's going on with the person. Okay. Um, if we know that they have osteoporosis, we have to be very careful of some things. We, we don't do a lot of twisting with older adults as far as the spine goes, but this is just an example. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't be doing you know, extensive you know, spine turns or anything like that you, in warming up. You would take, take it very easy and cautiously. You know, okay. you'd be touching yeah. the toes or things like that. So um, we, we do take into consideration any kinds of um, uh, limitations they may have okay. and try and work around those. Um, if there are things that we can work on that will make them better over time, you know, we're going to work on those things, but we do have to be careful. If they are a fall risk, we have to be careful of having mm -hmm. them stand. But we do want to get them standing so that they can be more confident and maybe even walk again if they haven't been walking. Yeah. And we've had those success stories. Yeah. And, um, and it's very important, but we are very cautious. You know, if they need a gate belt, if, for example, if that's being used with a PT, we, we help with that. Um, we have to be very careful getting people up in a lot of cases, you know, um, because you can't just yank someone up. You've got to have them, right. they have to work at it and, and be there with you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, we are not really hands-on, but we guide. You know, we guide yes. and that okay. sort of thing. So, yeah. um, but we take all that into consideration. and. You know, even with things like patients or, or clients with dementia yeah. or Alzheimer's, you know, you have to be very sensitive because um, you can, you know, things can happen. All of a sudden somebody says something to you that's maybe not so nice, but you have to understand they're going through something. And instead of correcting, you just kind of guide, yeah, guide and kind of gloss over that. You have right. to learn to do that, uh -huh. and uh, especially when we go into memory memory care communities. You know, right. you you never know what you're going to find on any given day. People, you may be having a class, and three people get up and walk out. <laughs> it's just something that you you know you have to get accustomed right. to. Thick so, skin. That's right, and and actually, it's it, it's the wonderful thing about the people on our team. And I think I mentioned there are about 23 now because they are contractors, mm -hmm. but they're. Um, you know they're very well trained and they're kind of the same people because they're in the same areas those are the people that work with with us but they also have to not only have these skills and you know background and education because many of them may have masters in exercise science or you know they, okay. they're very skilled there are we have registered nurses on our team um, and they're very skilled but they have to have that personality too 
because you just can't have anyone go in. It's, they've got to be able to know how to work with people. Yes, mm -hmm. empathy is, is a huge yes. trait that yep. you need to have when working with patients and clients. I would agree with that exactly. 100%. So for uh, the viewers today, are there any specific resources or organizations that they could look into or research themselves that if they're like, yeah, this is something, this is something I want to do, you know, um, anything that you would recommend that they could get tailored to them? Okay. Well, instead of saying recommend, because yeah. I, I don't want to recommend anything because I think that it's not fair just in case it's, you know, not something Absolutely. that's going to work. But I can mention a few things that yeah. would be good. First of all, I want to mention that when we get that when I get the phone calls, my first thing is to ask, you know, if someone say they're coming in in their 60s or 70s, you know, how fit are you? I mean, uh, do you feel um, do you like being social? Do you feel you could still go to a gym? Okay. Now, okay. if they say yes, it's a good social thing, and if they're willing to do that. I'm the first one that's going to say, if you have maybe silver sneakers associated with your Medicare GAP program or whatever, okay. uh, the supplemental, yep. you know, mm -hmm. a lot of gyms offer a membership, you know, for, through silver sneakers. And oh. it's either at a reduced rate or whatever they, you know, some okay. of them do that. And I'll encourage that because it's getting them out, you know, before it's, they're getting to do something on their own before they need us to come in. You know, unless they want us to come and just do personal training, that's fine. Yep. Because um, it might not be for them. But mm -hmm. I ask that question, you know, because I want to make sure, you know. The, so that would be a resource there. Um, Silver Sneakers is a good resource. They have okay. videos online, although I do highly recommend facilitated exercise, personally. I mean, because if there's, you don't want to injure yourself. And right. if you're doing this on your own with a video, there's not someone watching how you're doing it. So right. that's why I don't like videos in senior you communities. Hurt yeah. doing something wrong, yeah. right? Because you can, and yeah. and and it's. I will say, in terms of injury and things like that, it's as important that a trainer know what not to do as what to do. So Correct. for a person, and so that is important. But I would suggest something like that, or to call us, yeah, <laughs> because we can help with a lot of things, um, steering people in the right direction. Yeah. You know, um, maybe they, they don't even realize there's a resource available to them, and sometimes we can help with those things. But, um, yeah, if they have questions, just to give us a call because, yeah. um, but I, that's what I would say. And talk to their doctor, too. Right. I, I, you know, I don't know if I mentioned, I do recommend a lot for everyone that, especially people with chronic illness and disability, to get a, a medical release before they come. We have a form. Yep. Um, if they're in really good shape, that's not always necessary because they're already exercising or have had a program. But people who have illness, we want to make sure that it's okay with their doctor that they're exercising. And to always be honest with us because sometimes, I did have a person, um, a client one time that had um, tachycardia and didn't tell me. And, oh dear. And had a little bit of an attack while we were training. But, you know, that's why it's so critical to know because it, it helps to give us some ease as we're working with people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. So I have one final question for okay. you. What advice would you give to someone who's on the fence about starting a personal program or even looking into fitness? They're a couch potato. They've gained, you know, they're 65 now. They've gained, you know, a lot of weight since their 30s. They used to be fit. Ah. Um, what advice would you give them to at least get them slightly motivated to even, you know, apprehend looking up silver sneakers or you know, attending their local gym or Planet Fitness for $10 or a month. Or even a senior, pro, senior center. Yes. Um, 
first of all, you did say weight loss. That's another thing that exercise helps with. Yeah. Because um, we do see that, you know, in aging population, people say, I've got an extra 20 pounds, it's slowing me down. So that exercise also helps with that. But I would recommend several things. One thing I had mentioned before is checking with their doctor. Yeah. Um, it, and to get motivated, you know, if they have access to going online or their children do or whatever, right. looking around online to see what things are out there, what types of programs are out there for them, or what do they want to do? The, do they have a specific need? Okay, that's really important um, because, again, it depends on what they're dealing with. You know, as I mentioned to you, mm -hmm. Parkinson's, you know, we have people that do a little boxing, and that's very good for, very you know, good. For, yes. for people with Parkinson's because um, the exercise is a little different from them than it's uh -huh. going to be for the run-of-the-mill low-impact exercise, you know, right. that you do with Absolutely. people. But I would say doing a little research, finding out what works best for you. As I mentioned, if they're, you know, the couch potato, but they're in pretty good shape, and they haven't had a big social life, maybe getting to a gym would be a good thing if they can. If they can't do that, you know, call someone like us. I mean, we are pretty unique. I mean, I think, I think we're, you know, because we're not just one individual going out in personal training and doing classes. We are several people, you yeah. know. So we are in different areas, and we can help people. That's and wonderful. so give me a call, and yeah. I would be, you know, more than willing to help and see what we can do for them to get them on the right track. Yeah, I won't absolutely. steer anybody wrong. If I don't think that we're for them at the time, that time of their life, I'm not going to say, yeah, we're going to come right in and work with you. Right. Because we're needed um, by people who really have a need for us. Like there are people that can't walk and need us to come in and you know that. Correct, yeah. And, and I do want to tell people, don't wait too long to get a fitness program going. Because sometimes it's never too late, uh -huh. but Sometimes people wait so long and then they can't walk or they can't move their arms overhead or they can't do certain things. And mm -hmm. you want to be able to be independent as long as possible. So yeah. check us out. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, thank Sydney. You. This has been wonderful. I hope all of our viewers today um, look up SidFit. It's uh, very affordable and they're in your area. They're all around southeastern Michigan. So. Uh, I just want to conclude today's show by saying thank you again. Um, again, my name is Maggie Jess. I am our host today. If you guys have any questions about today's show, please don't hesitate to give us a call at 248-288-2270. Thank you. Stay safe and healthy.